uh, I mean, been, <laughs> not been to church. He's planting a church in Wichita, but it's been a long time since he's been with us, except for Christmas Eve services. He comes to a lot of the Christmas Eve services here uh, when they're not, uh, this last year you didn't, right? Because you had one of your own. Okay, very cool. Um, uh, I'm going to have him pray for us when, when I'm done speaking to you this morning. He's just going to pray over the church, and I, I, I've already asked him to do that. So uh, I want to tell you a story about what happened this week concerning family. Uh, we got a call halfway through the week, and, and it was Travis and Nicole, and they called Linda and, and, and to, to see if we wouldn't mind keeping the kids for like a 24-hour period, overnight, something like that. Uh, and I do think they call Linda, not because Papa says, uh, no way. I, it, it, I, I just don't do it as enthusiastically. We'll put it that way. You know, yes, yes, Nana, it's bring the babies. Yes, bring the babies. You know, so, so Nana has a lot more enthusiasm than Papa does. But anyway, uh, so on Friday, we met in Salina. That's a halfway point for us. And, and so we did lunch together. And then we uh, traded vehicles. Uh, we brought their van home. Uh, complete with the car seats and, and, and luggage, and, and they took our car back to Wichita. The reason they did this is because they wanted to do some painting, uninterrupted painting. You, you, you understand that, right? So they were going to get some painting done, and to do that, you know, it'd be great if they were with Nana and Papa. So we did that. So we, we head home to uh, back here to Junction City. We're, we're pulling into the garage, and by that time, they're getting very close to Wichita. It's a little farther. Uh, they're getting close to Wichita, and uh, so we're, we're emptying the vehicle. You know, the kids are all out. Uh, we're getting the, all the, the luggage out, and Linda so happens to find an extra set of keys. Extra set, okay. You, you, do you see the problem? Because that's where my mind went as well. I thought, oh, no, this could be a problem. We had the set of keys in, in the ignition, and there's a set of keys on the floor, they did this, they had prepared, they are ready to do this painting project, and we have their house keys. That doesn't help to get a, a, a project completed, right? I mean, that's at least what, what's going through our minds. And it, it, it kind of reminded me where, where we are with Paul right now. Um, we're, here we've gone through what? We've gone through the armor of God, right? And, and, and every item on there, every, every piece we've covered on there, and, and so we're ready to put it on and go, right? But if you, if you miss the verses we're looking at today, verses 18 through 20, we miss an important key. We miss an important element. So we're going to read 18 through 20. I should finish the story because when we found out, and, and of course we had this wonderful device called a phone, we called Travis and Nicole, they said, they laughed, they chuckled, they said, those are our keys, you know, we can't get in the house except for we have a spare with Brady. So believe it or not, Brady, who Travis doesn't always, you know, kind of kind of puts himself, you know, anyway, Brady, Brady so happened to be able to save Travis and Nicole and the fact that they had a spare key. So anyway, so that problem was taken care of. But again, thinking about this, that as Paul lays this out, he wants us to be prepared to armor up, right? And if we just fin finish there with the ar items of this armor, we missed this important point. Listen, and you figure it out, you probably already know, but here, here's the important point that we must remember that goes along with suiting up or armoring up. 
beginning verse 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So I don't want you to forget the beginning of this. We, we are pretty much warned. It's not against flesh and blood, but it's against the, it's, it's against the spiritual forces of evil that we are to, called as believers in Jesus Christ to stand against. And in standing, we are to put on the full armor of God. And now in verse 18... And pray in the Spirit on all occasions and, and, and through all requests, and, and, and it goes on and on. We're going to look over that this morning. I, I want you to know that we have an advantage with prayer. Prayer is one of our greatest adva- advantages uh, that, that we have God that we could speak to. That's what prayer is, is being able to go before God and, and lay out praises and thanks and requests. And it is an advantage because we can, we can bring, we're called to bring those before God. In this passage, it says, pray in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit means that we pray with assistance from God's Spirit. We pray with assistance from God's Spirit. We don't enter into prayer alone. Is that good to know? I mean, it's not just me alone and, and speaking. I'm coming before God of all creation. And yeah, we have uh, we have this opportunity to pray in the Spirit, or pray with the Spirit, or pray with the Spirit's assistance. Well, one thing it is not, and I think it's important to say this, that this pray, praying in the Spirit is not speaking in tongues. It's not speaking in tongues. Uh, and and just, just logically, we look at the Scripture, we know that speaking in tongues is a gift of the Spirit. As, as we're given the Spirit, everybody receives different gifts, various gifts. This is Paul speaking to the Corinthians. And, and in that, different people receive different gifts. And, and speaking in tongues is a gift that was given to, to some as other gifts were given to others. And so not everyone received the speaking in tongues. And in this sense, everyone who believes in Jesus, we are said we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I believe one of the main functions for the Spirit is is to connect us to God. And He assists us in praying. What does that look like? The Holy Spirit is there to assist us through praying. Uh, This assistance, there's three words that I connected with uh, that, that might help us understand a little bit more about what that assistance looks like. It's guidance that, that the Holy Spirit inspires and he also makes our prayers effective. Guidance and inspiration and, and effectiveness. I, I believe those three words are tied in, in the Holy Spirit's leading us in prayer. Guidance. Guidance. And one thing I think is really important, the, the greater we understand, that the, 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 the more we, we come to understand through the Scriptures, that sword of the Spirit, uh, the, the greater we are, uh, or have the opportunity that the Spirit is guiding us in prayer. Does that make sense? Does that, let, let me give you an example. Last week I used the example of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. 
I use it as, man, I could remember this verse. One of the reasons I remember the verse is because it became effective for me, a, challenging, a challenge for me in, in growing and changing. I, want, I wanted to, to be uh, maturing, as I was called to be. And, and if you remember in that verse, it says, well, therefore, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses, uh, throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles as we run this race with perseverance that's marked out for us. Now, here, so I, I've, I, I, that verse caught my attention. So you wonder, you know, the Holy Spirit speaking through that verse, I, there's a couple of things in there I begin to realize. I needed to throw off things that hindered. I just came to the understanding. So I, I began to bring that before prayer. God, strengthen me in identifying the things that hinder in order so I could throw them off. And, and, and Lord, help me to be, if, if I'm not aware of anything, help me to, to, to un, be untangled by the this, this sinfulness. And, and so there's some things right away I, I was able to identify. You know what I mean? When you begin to talk like that, you begin to identify right away. Or, or another thing, the throwing off the things that hindered, I was quickly able to, to identify that maybe I was spending way, much, uh, way too much time entertaining myself. That means I was watching too much TV. Okay, I think, wow, you know, how much time did I spend this week? Have you ever asked yourself that question? How much did I spend this time watching TV? And then realize, man, I could have done some other things with that. Maybe, you know, how much time did I spend this week reading scripture or listening to, to, to some sermon or, or something like that or, or other things? And, and you see it's very, poo. So I, I do believe in, in my own life, the Holy Spirit worked through that to say, you need to, uh, it, it took some self-discipline to, to change some things in my life. So that's the inspiration. When, when you begin to pray, God, help me, help me to see the things that hinder, help, help me to understand the sin that entangles. And, and then he begins to speak to me and, and reveal to me as I examine the things that I need to pull off, the things that I need to, to be untangled from. And so that moves on to what? Action. Action is being effective. Being able to come before the Lord and say, Hey, Lord, I repent of this sinfulness that I've allowed to entangle me. Or, or God, give me uh, the self-discipline to, to begin to be concerned about the time I'm spending. You know, and, and, and be a little bit better steward of my time. So, so through the Scripture, through the Holy Spirit... I was able to identify some things, and, and that happens through a lot of Scripture. Matter of fact, as we continue on, uh, there's, there's one other thing that I think is important to point out. The Holy Spirit's work in prayer, uh, in Romans chapter 8, verse 26, there in that passage, Paul is talking to us about, uh, you know, here, here we are in this weakened state. It's, it's a state of weakness. Well, we have to admit it. Even though we're in Christ, we, we are not completed people, right? Uh, the, the day we become complete is when we see Jesus and we're with him. Then everything's completed in us. His salvation's completed. We're, we're transformed completely, okay? So in that time, uh, Paul basically says there's, there's weakness in us because even, even in our knowledge we're weak. There's some things we don't know what to pray for. We, there's some things that, that I need to, to, to be covered by prayer in, some things I need to be working on or changing or, or some things that needs to happen around me that's going to be a benefit for God or, or kingdom, moving me more towards his will. 
Well, here's what Paul says in verse 26. He said, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself, the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. That word groans was used several times. We do some groaning. Creation does some groaning because we have not been brought to that place that God had created us for yet. It's It's working in us, though. His spirit supplied in us, his word working in us, it's working, we're we're growing, we're changing, and the Holy Spirit is part of that. He is that assistance in our life. Uh, Another advantage, I believe, that that we'd see uh, through the Holy Spirit and through this prayer is it keeps us alert. The point that Paul makes in this, uh, he he speaks about that, that through consistent prayer, we stand alert, which is real important because we just talked for several weeks about the armor of God, putting it on, right? The belt of truth, the, the breastplate of righteousness, the feet uh, fitted with preparedness for that gospel, that gospel message, the shield of faith, uh, the, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit. Each part we've been putting on. Uh, and, and now uh, we're to pray, and the reason we are to pray is because a good soldier keeps alert, right? I, I, I do know in the New Testament, uh, in, in the Gospel Times, Roman soldiers have been told this, that, that a Roman soldier who fails at guarding his post uh, could face execution. They could lose their life. So, I, I, of course, I was wondering with all the soldiers around, I had to do uh, some calling to, to a couple of our guys here this morning. Thank you for your help. You know who you are. Uh, but, but they were uh, sharing with me. I said, hey, what happens today? I said, you know, we know in the New Testament they'd lose their lives. And they said, oh, definitely. There, there are uh, consequences to falling asleep, say, while on guard, while, while in your station. Uh, and I was told it is UCMJ. Isn't that just like military? I'm, I'm going to know that. They throw those, those letters at you, and you have no idea. How many of you know what UCMJ is? You military people know it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know what this is. It's Uniform Code of Military Justice. That, that kind of makes you shake and just think about that, you know. Uh, and it means, man, you receive an Article 15, uh, 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 which means less pay. It can mean extra duty, uh, a loss of rank. And, and if you so happen to be guarding and an incident happens, and it happens because you weren't at your post and being alert, uh, you could be released. You could be re- released from the military or even jail time. Consequences. Think about this. We're called to suit up, to armor up as, 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 you know, as, as believers in Christ, putting on that truth, the, the righteousness, the, uh, the, the preparedness of the gospel, the uh, all, every piece, we're to put up on every piece, and we're to be alert. Do you remember why? Uh, let me read verse 12 for you. Verse 12, just jumping back, just so we, we, we don't lose this. Verse 12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. We have to stay guard. We have to keep guard, right? We need to be alert. Because do you think he rests? Do you think that the, the spiritual forces of darkness in this world, do you think they rest at all? No, no. We, we can't drop our guard. We need to be alert. And prayer 
I, I believe what Paul's saying in this is that prayer is one of, the, one of the main ways of keeping us alert, keeping us sharp, keeping us attentive and watchfulness uh, over, over the things that's going on in this world. Are you watching? <laughs> are you watching? Are, are you attentive to what's going on? I believe we as a church definitely need to be, be involved in that. And it's not just prayer. It's prayer with consistency. If you, if you read that passage again, these phrases are in there. On all occasions. On all occasions. You know, not just when, when things are bad. That's in a, you know, when, when difficulties come. It's also on, and when things are, are good. On all occasions. We, we're, you know, whatever the circumstances. Man, we are about praying. And then later on in that same verse it says, Always keep on praying. Always keep on praying. For all the saints, he says, uh, Paul says it again in several other places. The, the need for consistent prayer. Probably the most notable is 1 Thessalonians 5.17. You with me? You know what that says? To, to Paul to the Thessalonians, he said, uh, uh, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. When I was younger, I, I used to think, how in the world do you do that? You know, at that time, I thought, you know, I saw prayer as man that's on your knees with your head bowed. How do you pray without ceasing? Well, let, let, me, let me just illustrate it like this. It would just be really weird for me to, to come here and have to tell you this morning as we come to worship, I want you to breathe without ceasing. Okay, I, I just want to remind you, before we begin, we don't want any incidents, we don't want anything bad to happen, so we want you to breathe without ce ceasing. And it comes, but that's a no-brainer because, hey, you do that every day, right? It, it's, it's not even something you practice, it just comes natural because your physical body needs breath. Have you, are you familiar with a time when maybe, maybe an incident happens or, or someone's frightened or panicked? And what do you tell them? Just breathe. What do you tell the, the lady or what I was trained to tell my lady when she was giving birth? Breathe. Breathe. Just calmly. Breathe. You know, there are those times that we need to be reminded you can't stop breathing, right? Well, prayer. Prayer is, is to our spiritual lives what airs to the physical life. I really believe that's true. Uh, just think about this. If you stop breathing, then you're going to pass out. You're going to suffocate. And, and if you stop praying, uh, spiritually you suffocate. You know, the, the Holy Spirit is, is given to us. And He's ready to be active. And, and I believe he's most active when we, as God's people, are praying and, and in the Word. Man, if we want the Holy Spirit to be active in us, read his Word. If we want the Holy Spirit to be active in us, pray. Pray, pray his Word. Absorb his Word. Speak, you know, pray the, the, like I showed in, 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 first, in, in Hebrews chapter 1, or chapter 12, verse 1. Pray through the Scriptures. That's when it is most effective, when we are, are involved in praying. We need to do that. So, so prayer helps us to be alert in, in what we're doing uh, as believers. Thirdly, prayer is all about uh, others. 
uh, prayer strengthens the whole body of believers. And I, I think it's important we look at this as well. Uh, the last part of verse 18, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. All the Lord's people. Hey, uh, prayer is not to be self-centered. It's not all about me. Oh, here's my request. Let me lay it out and, and God, thank you. Amen. First of all, prayer is to be God-centered, right? It's about Him. When we come, how, how could we even enter into a prayer without God, we praise you for all that you've given. God, we thank you, along with laying out our request. It, it is an opportunity also, when we're, when we're praying to God, to think that there are so many other people who are connected with me through Jesus Christ. I have the opportunity to be praying for brothers and sisters in Christ. Oh, Paul is one who prayed for the body. He prayed for the body. In every letter he wrote, somewhere he's talking about, uh, man, I, I praise God. Matter of fact, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, man, I, I give God praise, especially for what he's given to us in the heavenly realms through Jesus Christ. In verse 6, he comes along and says, I thank God for you uh, con concerning this, the faithfulness that you've displayed. So I, I give thanks to you, uh, uh, to, to, to God. And, and again, in verses 17 and 18, which we talked about last week, what was his prayer there? He said, oh, Father, uh, give them the spirit of, of wisdom and revelation for this reason, so that you may know him better. Do you hear him praying for the people? This is how he's praying for the Ephesians. That you have the spirit of wisdom and revelation so you may know God better. And in that next verse he's saying, I pray that your, the eyes of your heart might be enlightened. Why? So that you may understand the hope that you've been given in Jesus Christ. I, I believe those two are even uh, clearly seen in how Paul prays in chapter 3. In chapter 3, beginning verse 16, just listen. Here is Paul in his request. This is how Paul is praying for the people. I believe this is also how we can be praying for each other. Listen carefully. Paul says, beginning verse 16, he says, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in, in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I'm praying that you understand the, the great extent of, of, of the love of Christ so that you may be filled to all the fullness of God. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? You see, when we talk about prayer requests and when we come together a lot of times, what do we do? A lot of times, well, we're thinking about you know, the physical needs. Like, like man, uh, Alvin, you came in, talked about Patty, talked about mom and, and things. We're praying we're praying that she's strengthened through rehab. We're praying for many others in the congregation. Man, it's sicknesses. Man, it's financial woes. It's relationships that it seems like that, that continue to fill our prayer list. And that's where we go. But, but man, are we missing the boat if we're not praying for the spiritual needs of our congregation? Matter of fact, physical needs, sure, absolutely, they're going to continue to come. Are you with me? Physical problems, going to continue. So we pray for strength. We pray for healing. We pray for all kinds of things. 
But listen, Paul, Paul has it right. And Paul needs to direct us in the same way. We need to be praying for that spiritual, that spiritual part of, of each other's lives. Man, I want you to know Jesus. Yeah, I know you know who Jesus is, but I want you to know of, of how amazing his love is, how high, how wide, how deep it is, so that in order that you might come to the fullness of God. Do you hear that? It continues. We're, no, none of us are at that pinnacle of knowing God, of coming into, man, I just know God completely. I know his fullness. I've received his fullness. No way. No way. We need to pray for each other. You know, even in the midst of our sickness, man, I'm praying that God, they are growing in faith. I pray, God, that they're trusting you. I'm praying that they're coming into a relationship with you that is, is just continuing to lead them to greater understanding of who you are. Because it's all about you. It's all about you. Add that to your praying. Okay, I'm just going to challenge you. Read Paul. And as you go through Ephesians or Philippians or Colossians, listen to how he prays for the church. Man, how do we pray up the, the, the armor of God? Hey, we've just been talking about it. Have you been praying for God, help me. Strengthen me in the armor you've given me. Help me to be aware of what I'm wearing. But how about the church as a whole? God, prepare us. Suit us up. Armor us up. Lord, may we be aware of the truth, being strengthened by the truth. That righteousness, you know, the preparedness, the shield, uh, that, that faith that needs to be present, the, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit. God, may we be armored up. And, and we all are about preparation, aren't we? But it's also about, about advancing, isn't it? It's not just about preparation. It is about now that we're suited up, now that we're ready, it's also about advancing as his soldier. Advancing the gospel. I mean, that's all part of that armor as well. That helmet is there, and it's, just, it's not just covering us in salvation, but it's also going to be the opportunity to, 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 to be evident to other people around us. And that sword of the Spirit, man, that's all about advancing not, not just shielding. And then prayer. Listen, listen how, he, he, how, how uh, uh, he, he asked for a request for himself. And this is that, the final point I want to share with you. Prayer advances the gospel. Prayer advances the gospel. In the passage, Paul says, and I Pray also for me. That, whatever I, that whenever I speak, words may be given to me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. Or one thing in there, it, it sounds like Paul's depending upon the Spirit, right? That the words may be given to me so that I could fearlessly speak, make known the mystery of the gospel. Paul said, hey, pray for me to continue to advance the gospel. Two areas. First, first it's in that place of, of revealing. I, yeah, I'm out there to reveal this mystery. And, and there's no hidden mystery from us. We know what it is. It's Jesus going to the cross, dying for our sins, the sins that we can't pay for, in order for us to receive forgiveness. So that when we face God in judgment, His sin is our covering, and, 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 and we, we come to Him as righteous, not as unrighteous. Woohoo! We know that. It's no mystery at all. And Paul wanted to pre present that clearly. So, so revealing the gospel is also to do it fearlessly. 
He says, as one, I'm already in chains. He's already going through difficulties, isn't he? Paul's already going through difficulties. He's chained up because of what he's been doing. Help me to continue, even though I'm, I'm you know, it's not, man, as soon as I get out of these chains, I'm going to go home and find a place in Florida where I could take it easy. Paul's not thinking that at all. Paul, Paul is thinking, you know, once I get out of these chains, man, where else can I go? What else can I do? I, I know his sights were sent on to Spain. Right? Scripture tells us, man, he's going to continue advancing. As long as he lived, it was about the advancement of the gospel. As long as you breathe, as long as we are the church, it is all about the advancing of the gospel. Are you with me? The, the gospel has been advancing here. Man, we ought to pray that, that we're clear about that purpose. That we're not just a church where we're just preparing and staying within these walls. We're about a church about advancing that gospel. Prayer is a huge part of that. So prayer, part of our prayer ought to be, you know, not just about that preparation, spiritual prayer, but it's also God help us to take the gospel message into this area. And maybe we, we make that more personal. Is what about my workplace? What about my school? What about within my own home? To speak to them fearlessly on behalf of the gospel. We love the gospel. Okay, I love the gospel. <laughs> we love the gospel. This is God's opportunity. This is God's love for us. He sent his only son for us. And without that, we are on the edge of destruction. Let's just face it. We are on the edge of something we deserve. Uh, judgment and condemnation from God. That's where we are. But with the gospel message, I don't see it that way anymore. I see it as, as being saved by a God who loves us so much by sending his son to take my place. Woo-hoo! Right? Right? Here, here's, here's the great advantage we have in prayer. That, that, that we have an assistant. We have someone who comes alongside of us and helps us through prayer. We have someone who, who uh, in, with prayer, we could stand alert, not just ready and prepared, but we could stand alert to see the advances of the evil one. Uh, prayer also covers not just me uh, as I pray my request, but it also gives us a great opportunity to pray for the church overall. And prayer absolutely advances the gospel. Prayer advances the gospel. I said I was going to have Travis come up here. I'm going to have Travis... Uh, just, just pray for this congregation. I thought about, uh, here, here's the church where he grew up. There's some significant people that added to his life here. And, and so I just thought, since he was here, I want to take advantage of, of him just praying for us for this purpose. That, that, that the gospel of Jesus Christ is growing and working here in us. And that it is being built and strengthened through that armor and it is also advancing uh, into this community. Travis, pray for us. You guys will just join me in prayer. Father God, we come and are just truly grateful to just even hear this message about prayer and, and the challenge that's been laid before us, the encouragement that's been laid at before us, God, that prayer is so vital to the advancement of your kingdom. Prayer is so vital to our connection with you. Father, you describe our relationship with you like a vine and 
and uh, connected to a tree, connected to the branches. Father, I think when I hear this, I think of Jesus who would be around 5,000 people. He would be healing countless people. And then he would go and find a desolate place, the word says. He'd go find a place to be alone. And he would pray to you. He was always in line with you, God, because he was praying to you. And then, Father, he even taught about prayer. He said, go to your secret place. Go to the closets in your, in your homes and do it behind closed door. Pray to your Father without ceasing and do it in secret. Father, I think many times for me, I think that prayer reveals what I truly believe about you. If I choose not to pray, God, I think sometimes it's like I don't even believe in you at all. Or I don't believe that you'll come through. Or I don't believe that you care about a situation. But Father, it's not true because you hear every prayer and you're working in every single one of our lives, individually and corporately, Father, here at First Christian. Lord, I, I, I pray for every person here, every person who's hearing this and seeing this, Father, that they would be blessed. Lord, I understand and know that every person is going through a battle. Not one of us is in the perfect season of life where everything is perfect God, we're going through issues and battles and struggles. And Father, we know that when we come to you in prayer, you hear us, that you answer us, and that you're with us. Father God, I just pray and ask that you would uh, continue to guide us and strengthen us and reveal your, your word to us and reveal your mission to us. And uh, Father, I pray that you would just bring us to our knees and Lord, uh, I pray that we wouldn't just look to the future. We wouldn't be thinking all the time about the things that are distracting us, but God, that we would just surrender our days and come to you in prayer. Father, if there's anything that your church needs to apply right now, today, in this moment, it is that we would be a people who pray. Not a people who come and say that we have all the answers and we know the right way to go or the right steps to take, but we are a people who simply say the right thing to do is to pray and that we'll go and do that, Father. Lord God, I just pray that you would meet us where we're at and guide us into your righteousness and truth. Guide us back into your words so that when we come to you in prayer, we're not just praying our own words, but we're praying your words back to you. Help us to trust you in prayer. Help us to, to come to you and, and leave it all on your plate in prayer, knowing that you can handle any and every burden. Don't let us believe the lie of Satan that what we pray is too small or that we don't have the right words or we don't know how to start it or end it or we don't know how to play, pray out loud or too quiet. Father, just help us to just come and have a relationship with you in prayer. Lord, and I pray that when we pray, it wouldn't just be about us talking and doing all of the conversating, that it would be about us listening to you, paying attention to you, paying attention to the people in our lives, paying attention to what's going on in culture. Lord, that we would then retreat back into our corners to pray and then enter back into a culture that is lost and broken and in desperate need of you and in desperate need of a church who's praying and advocating for them. Father God, I just uh, I pray for those right now who even in this service are saying, I like hearing about prayer. I like this idea that I could be connected to God. I could have a relationship with God, but I don't feel I'm there. Lord, 
draw them to you in prayer. And I pray that today they would start that conversation to just say, God, I believe in you. I believe in Christ for my salvation. I believe his grace covers over my sin. And I want a relationship with you, God. That that is possible in prayer and in faith in Jesus. Father God, for those of us in this room who are tired of prayer because we've prayed and prayed and prayed and we've expected results and they haven't happened the way that we've, we have uh, wanted them to happen, God, I pray that we would come to you in prayerful repentance, saying that we're sorry for treating you like a genie and not worshiping in you with prayer, uh, with prayer like the God that you are. Help our unbelief. Give us strength, give us the trust, give us the grace to walk forward in this life, embracing and trusting you every step of the way in prayer. God, we love you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen.